So we're holding the Shira of Devera. And she says in Perakei, Pasuk Ches, we're talking about the fight, Oz Lachum Sha'arim, when they fought against the enemies. So the Pasuk says, as we left it last week, Mogain Im Yeroi Varaymach, if a shield will be seen or a spear, Varaymach Elif Pi Yisrael, in 40,000 of Ta Yisrael. What's the significance of the 40,000? Why was that the number which was chosen? So the Tanad Velio, which is a Medrash attribute to Eliyahu Anavi, that he says that when you have two Tamil Chachamim who come together, two Tzadikim who come together, so that's 40,000 of the Yisrael. Now what's he referring to? So here we have two Tzadikim, we have Dvara and Barak who came together, but what's the, compa- what's the idea? of two tzaddikim together is like 40,000 of Tal Yisrael. So, there's a Sefer Mishpah says that he explains this, like it's a little bit philpudic, but he explains it like this. He says that there's a Midrash on the Pasuk, it says, Avram, Hoya a guy. Avram will become, will become a second time a nation. And on that, Chazal say that the gematria of the word Yihyeh that is Yod Hay and another Yod Hay is a commentary of 15 and 15, which is 30. And he says, every Dar is 30 Avrams. Yiyah. Avram will be a Yiyah, will be 30, so to speak, in each Dar. Now, we don't mean to say, obviously, that every Dar has 30 people on the statue of Avram Avinu. Maybe there's no one on the statue of Avram Avinu. But what he means is that the whole Klai Yisrael, so to speak, is in some way comparable so it's 30 times of Ramavino. And that's the Midrash. And if there's 600,000 people in Ka Yisrael, then one thirtieth of that is 20,000. Uh-huh. 20,000. If you have 600,000 people, you divide it by 30. It equals 30 of Ramavino. Right, so you have, each one is 20,000. If you're going to say that the 30, the so each one is 30, is 20,000 people. Now, there's a Machlaikas. We know when Avram one time went to battle, and that was against the four kingdoms, the four empires who defeated the five kings, and Avram went to rescue Light. So it says, what that Akkadish Prophet did a nice of Avram in that battle. There's a nice that Hashem did that even though Avram was just uh, himself and either it was just him and Eliezer or according to the other chats in the that he, he only had 318 soldiers with him. So how did Avram overcome an army of thousands or tens of thousands of the enemy, however many there were? And the Chazal have an argument, it's just clear that Hashem did a nice for him, but Chazal have an argument in the Gemara what the nice was. There's one opinion that the nais was that Avram threw st- through sand, through stones at the enemy and Hashem did a nais and it turned into weapons and turned into spears or into uh, knives or swords, whatever it would be. And uh, that's the Gemara in Tainis. The Gemara talks about the earth of Avram Avinu which could be thrown, so to speak, and turned into weapons. And there's another Pshat in Chazal, exactly the opposite. That when the, weapon, the enemies threw their weapons, their spirits or their lancets or whatever they threw at Avraham Avinu, Hashem did the opposite. He turned weapons into sand. 
It could be a slamachlaikis. It could be an element of both of these things. They both happened. The sand of Rom threw turned into weapons, and the weapons that the enemies threw turned into sand. Whichever one it's going to be. Or, either there's two Nashayas in Chazal. So either Avram didn't need weapons, or Avram didn't need a shield, depending on which the nace was. And that's what the Pazak says. That Magen im If there needed to be a, either a Magen, a shield, or a spear. Why? Because in this particular nace, which you're learning about here, the nace, when Barak and Devarah uh, overcame Sisra, so here there wasn't a need for either. They didn't need to defend themselves, they didn't need to fight. What happened was that uh, the, the battle never really started. The, the river Kishan swept them away, so they didn't need either. And if that's the case, they said that a double measure of the schus of Avram. If Avram was either zaychad to the fact that he didn't have to fight or he didn't have to defend himself, here they didn't need the, the spear or the shield because uh, Shem took care of the war without them doing either. And therefore said it's, it's connected our boy made of Misra. If we said that 30, so to speak, if the schus of Ram is multiplied by 30 in each door, so over here we had double the schusim, that both nisim happened, that they didn't need to fight and they didn't need to defend themselves, so it's because there was a double measure of the schus of Ram, which would be connected 40,000 Jews. And why was it 40? Because your two tzaddik came together, that was Barak and Devar. So together there was a double measure of a nisim. Okay, a little bit for Pudik, but just explain the words of the Navi. Uh, Save called the Mishpah says Zav. Yeah, he brings us all Cheshmer. And that has to do with the Tavim? No. It's, no, it's a recent Sefer on the Nach, and he, he brings us to the and he explains it like this. Okay, so that's the. Uh, so again, that, that's just now, as always, in the Shiro, we can explain each possible. We have to go back and keep thinking, like, what's the what's the very trying to get to? Where, where, where is she trying to say? What's she trying to say? So the first few sukkim we spoke about, we're talking about how the Torah brings with it, on the one hand, the tremendous responsibility to keep the Torah, and if it's not kept, it brings punishment, and if it is kept, then Hashem saves us. And that was the virus chus that she, like, like I said, instituted a renaissance of Torah learning in Klai Yisrael. And therefore, it brought to the nais, which was the downfall of Sisra and his army, in a miraculous fashion. And now what, now what is Dvara going to predict is going to happen as a result of the fact that there's now been this resurgence of Torah learning, as a result that now they've had this victory over Sisra. So she says in Pasuk Tess, Libi l'chaykaka Yisrael. Libi Mahat is there to praise to those who are the chaykaka Yisrael. The chaykaka Yisrael is the people who set down the halacha. Those who establish halacha. Just like Moshe was called the mechaykak, the one who uh, the one who enacts the laws, so to speak. He's called the Mechaykek. So the Chaykek Yisrael are the ones who are setting down Malach of Yisrael and Hamishnad bin Ba'am, the ones who are volunteering among the nation. You'll see in a minute what they're volunteering for. Baruch Hashem. And the ones who are thanking Hashem. So as a result of the Nais, we've now, she says, um, Grateful to, or I'm thinking about, my heart goes to three categories within Klai Yisrael. The Chaykeke Yisrael, in other words, the ones who are establishing Alapha. Amisnad bin Ba'am, the ones who are volunteering, and we'll see what they're volunteering for. Baruch Hashem, the ones who are thanking Hashem. And what are these three categories of people doing? So she elaborates in Pasuk Yot. Those who are riding on white donkeys. 
Yosh ve Almidin, those who are sitting on judgments, the whole al Derech Sifu, and those who go by the way they they Sifu, they will sing. Sing. Although now those those literally means to speak, but means they will sing words of praise. Speak words of praise. Let's see. Right. So what what are these three categories? So the obvious one is the Yosh ve Almidin, the ones who are sitting on judgment of the Dayanim. Those are the Mechayikah Yisrael in the first pasuk. And basically now that there was an autonomy, the power of, of Yavin and his, had been broken, so Klaishal was no longer subjugated by the enemy, it gave the Dayanim a chance to pass on without fear of interference uh, by the authorities. That's the first point. So therefore they'll be grateful for the Ness. The second category is the Misnadvin Ba'am. The ones who are called Misnadvin, the ones who are called volunteers in Klaishal. And it's interesting, the Mephoshim explained who the volunteers in Klaishal those are the ones who are going to teach Torah. Those are the ones who are going to teach Torah. There's a Chassim Sefer here um, in his Akdama to Chivasi and Yeridea. And he says there that, he says a big fetish. He says that on the Pasuk it says, that so the Chassam Sofer says like this. And maybe this is actually a lesson that we can all learn from. The Chassam Sofer says, Avram Avinu had a dilemma. He could have either chosen to seclude himself and focus on his own growth and his own level of godless and his own hasagi in Torah and his own shlemus. Or he could have chosen to take an approach of trying to convince and influence others of the Derech Hashem and bring multitudes of people to recognize him. And he said that Ram Avinu was then was wondering what's the better thing for him to do. And Ram Avinu had uh, uh, there was someone before him who he could look to to see what happened. And he looked to Chanoich. Chanoich was also a tzaddik. Chanoich lived in the Doris before the Mabul. What happens to Chanoich is he focused on his own growth. He became extremely great, but he was taken away from the world at a young age. And Avram saw from that that if a person is going to seclude himself and focus on his own growth, so firstly, he doesn't have an effect on the Bri around him. The Torah of the Mabu wasn't improved because Chanech had nothing to do with him. But also, it became too dangerous a world for the Tariq to remain in. And therefore, like Rashi says, Chanech was taken away from the world so the world wouldn't makalko him. Which means as great as he became as an individual, but has, since collectively the world became so much worse, so we made Hashem to take him out of the world. They say B'Shem the Talmud of the Chaznish and others for also. Much of the basis of the saying of B'Shem the Chaznish, and that is that there has to be some kind of a interaction between a godl and his dar. It's a, like every dar is called the dar of that person, the dar of Tzitkiyo, the dar of. Uh, Yirmiyahu, the door of whatever, whoever it was, the door of Shlomo, the door of David. There has to be a connection between the Godel and his door. And when there's too much of a disparity between the Godel and the door, which means they can no longer relate to each other. The Godel is on too high a pedestal that the, his, his door can relate to. So then he's going to die because there's no, he's, he's too far removed from the door he's in. I mean, an example of this is the story of Hanyamaga. And Khani comes back 70 years later to a door which has since changed and gotten much lower than it was originally. 
And Chani feels that there's no one in the door that he can relate to. They respect him tremendously. And here in Shmaitik, Chani Yivamagah. But they couldn't relate to the door. He was too far removed from them. And therefore he asked to die. And therefore there has to be a connection between the door and the leader of the door. And when Chanoich abandoned the door, so to speak, and instead of that, he worked on his own perfection, there became too great a disparity between Chanoich and his door. He was a tremendous tzaddik. The door was tremendous for showing. And therefore Hashem had to take him away. He had no connection to the door anymore. Anyway, so being this way, says the Chasm Seifer, Avram looked to Chanoich as a role model, and he felt that's not the right way to go. And therefore, rather than focus on his individual uh, <coughs> achievements, he decided that rather what he should do is work with the dark. And therefore, Avram's focus was, actually, to teach and to direct the people around him, and that was, therefore, that was a sacrifice in his part. It was giving up his personal growth, his personal ability to achieve, for the sake of the dog. Except, says the Hassan Saifa, Avram didn't lose anything from it. Because Laman Havi Hashem Whatever Hashem promised that Avram could have been, Hashem gave it to him anyway. Even though his cheshbon was, I'm going to rather help the dog, I'm going to be Mechash Hashem Shemayim Barabim, the man said Hashem gave what he's meant to get also. In that sense, the those who therefore are teaching others Torah are the misnadvim ba'am, because on the one hand they are the volunteers. Why? Because anybody who teaches Torah, um, in some stage, is giving up their own ability to grow more. Oh, so I'm going to tell you the story. It's a beautiful story about Rebbeach Berlevitz. Rebbeach like most of the was in Eastern Europe in the 1930s. After the Great Depression, there was no money in the yeshivas. And uh, like all, many other yeshivas at the time, Rabbi Akbar decided to travel to America to raise funds for communists. Okay? He was obviously relying on heavily on Bitachon because Rabbi Akbar didn't speak English. And he definitely didn't know America. So he comes to America, and there's a certain wealthy gentleman who sees that Rabbi Akbar is a tremendous scuttle, but he has absolutely no idea how to raise money. He can't even speak the language. So I said to him, he said, Rosh Hashiva, how much money were you trying to raise here in America? And then what the number was, Rabbi Akbar told him how much he hoped to raise. So, uh, so he was obviously a tzaddik, and he says, Rabbi Akbar, Rabbi Akbar, you stay in the best measure here and learn, I'm going to raise the money for you. I know the people, I speak the language, I know the culture, I'll do a better job than you'll do. So just stay here in America, sit in the best measure and learn, and I'm going to go around every week, Monday to Friday, to raise money for communists. Fine? Rabbi was very happy with the arrangement. He sat and learned in this Medrash, and the Seed ran around trying to fundraise for comments. It wasn't easy. It took a few months until he managed to put together the amount of money that Rabbi had asked him to raise. Okay? Successful. Rabbi thanks him profusely. Gets on a boat and heads back to Europe. He gets there. Rabbi comes back to Kamenitz, and the Shemun Yeshiva. You know, the Shiva came back. Obviously, the Holy Shiva goes to greet him by the train station, bring him, bring him back to this Medrash. And Rabbi uh, comes back to his base midrash, and obviously I was expecting to say something. So he gets up by the bima and turns around to Midim. He says in Yiddish, obviously, was the way he said it. He says, The Olam owes me a karasatav. The Olam is mukhay from your karasatav. Everyone owes me gratitude. Why? Because I have gratitude. We've got to do so much for the Yeshiva. 
So everyone thought, what's he going to say? I spent a number of months overseas. I didn't see my family. I was in a foreign country raising money for the Shiva. That's not what he said. He said, I was a foreign country. was a number of months I was in America. He said, there was a year there who was willing to refine his Shiva. So I sat in this mission and he said, I learned. I learned Tachiris. I learned Tzmurah. I learned Chrysos. I learned Me'ila. I was married there. He said, here I came back to Yeshiva. What happens in Yeshiva? Nachem al-Baba Kama and Nachem al-Baba Metziah. Nachem al-Shar and Nachem al-Bar. Here in Yeshiva, I keep teaching the same things again and again and again. I don't have the opportunity to learn what I want to learn. So he said, so I wanted to learn Shalat Ashurakar Zatot. That's the Yeshiva. And what he was saying in his words is exactly this he said. A person who's teaching, to some extent, is giving up his own ability to grow greater. It's not, it's not just a question of the subject matter, which he keeps going over again. It's also the level. If a person's on a certain level and he's teaching people, let's say, Baruch Baron is Yeshiva, he's Baruch on a much lower level, so he has to teach on their level. So there's a certain sacrifice of his own terror. Now, maybe that's what a person will have to do. But it has an element of being Hamisnad bin Ba'am. They're the ones who, Misnadif, they're the ones who the volunteers of Ka Israel are the ones who are going to teach Torah. And Kal if you're talking about on a level that people are prepared to teach children Torah, or to teach Aleph base, whatever it's going to be, which is for sure a lower level than a person can learn from themselves, but they're Misnadif Ba'am, they're teaching Ka Israel. Right. So, yeah. And the Gemara says that Harbe Lamanati Mirabaisai, and eventually Mutamiri Yasimikulam. So, the way the Mufashim explained it is that when a person has to teach, so he has to understand much better what he's, than he would have heard it when he was learning it. Because now he has to think how I'm going to say it's across, how am I going to explain it? So, I learn a lot more by having to teach than I learned myself. But, Nevertheless, it's still focused on the subject matter that I'm teaching. So let's say if you're in the yeshiva, which only teaches the same ten masechtas again and again, or you're in the koil, which is always teaching the same three or four topics, so you, you're bound to those areas of Torah because that's what you have to teach. Whereas if you were left to learn everything, there's a much wider, broader gamut of Torah which could be learned. Now again, it doesn't necessarily mean a person loses that. It's true. Hashem gives most of the when a person's teaching. It's true that Hashem gives it to him in other ways. But nevertheless, when a person has to make that cheshman, and there's a certain level of his nadvus, which means the person is willing to volunteer something um, in order to in order to teach Torah, which comes at the expense of his own his own personal growth. Like Avraham Avinu, he was also called the misnadvim ba. The day they amim It's true, on a simple level, a person answers questions to people that that are not understanding the subject matter, even if he's in the basement, it's also a certain. For sure. Not, of course. Level. Of course. Every time you you step taking a step down to help other people take a step up, you you sacrificing something of yourself. Now those are the Those are the ones who ride on white donkeys. And the concept of a white donkey was a certain sign of chashivus, a certain sign of chashivus. And it's true. Therefore, the loyim de Torah would step would they would allow themselves to have to teach Torah. But on the other hand, from the point of view of the people learning, they have to respect the people teaching them. And therefore, they would, they would put them on a white donkey. It was like a sign then of a Khashiva way of transport. It was like, so they would give them the Khashivas. Now again, the profusion of Torah learning came about also as a result of the downfall of Sisra. Because like we said before, that when, before that, people wouldn't walk on their journeys. It was too dangerous. So there was no ability to spread Torah. Because even if there were places where Torah was being learned, 
they wouldn't travel and spread terror in outlying areas. They wouldn't move around because of the danger of the journeys. But now that Sisha has been overcome, and Devar is foretelling a situation where Israel is safe again, so then also the Torah teachers can go out and teach. It's like a, like a time of war. So it's true you have maybe Tomechacham, Rosh Yeshiva, whatever it's going to be in a certain place. They can't travel around. They can't move. They, they, they're confined to the place where they are. Whereas in the place where there's, there's a markum of freedom, so now it allows for freedom of movement, that they, they can also travel. And then lastly, Baruch Hashem. Those who praise Hashem. Those who praise Hashem. And uh, here is Hol Chalderech. Here Dvar includes everybody who would walk on the... Everyone who would need to journey, who would walk on the paths. Right? Because that was also... Even if they weren't necessarily in the category of Dayanim, of, of Milan de Torah, but the fact that there's now the opportunity to thank Hashem because we, 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 you know, we, don't, we aren't confined to our cities anymore. We're no longer trapped. We're able to do that. That would also cause um, people to thank Hashem. And what the verse is talking about is three different categories. Again, Din, Torah, and Shevach, and praising Hashem. In all these three senses, so to speak, the Torah led the way. Even before, when Sisra was, was still in power, even before the time of the Gola, so we saw, he shafted Sisra, she was acting as the judge. Number one. Number two, we saw that she was with Milam Right, we saw from places of Avakama that she would teach Torah to whoever he wants, as besides for judging. And number three, she was the one who enacted the Shira, to thank Hashem for the nest. So in all these three areas, whether it's teaching, judging, or praising Hashem, she was the trailblazer. And she was saying, Libby, my heart goes to those who are going to follow and do the same in any of these three categories. Right. Because uh, now the, the victory over Sisra had made it easier for everybody else to do the same. Right. The emphasis is another point here also. And that is, we know there's a mission for Gavis which says that three things are Adam's kind. And there's a remedy here to these three things also. Emes is a Torah, like we know. Din, okay, that's Pasha, that's the Din. And Shalom is the fact that the, 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 even if the, the, we see the whole Chalderech, the people traveling the roads, that there was now ability to to interact, to connect, to move around. Not they went forms one place. Like we Pasha, we say, even if people were going to do business or whatever it would be, and they would praise Hashem, they would for Shalom. It was a time of peace, that people weren't, there wasn't time of war, it wasn't a time when people were scared to move. So we have all three things which, on which the items came, which the Torah mentions in the Shir. Okay, that's uh, this Pasuk. We'll see tomorrow by the Shem is explanation of the next Pasuk, which is actually a very complicated Pasuk. We'll just read it now and explain tomorrow. Mikol Mechatzim, Bein Mashabim. Mechatzim, the Mephoshim explain a number of ways, the way the Mephoshim explains the Lashon of Chitim of arrows. Bein Mashabim. Between those are the places where the where the water is kept, Shama Yitanu Tzitkas Hashem. That's where they're going to teach, or that's where they're going to discuss the Tzitkas, the Chesed of Hashem, or the Tzitkas of Hashem. Tzitkas Pizzoyne be Yisrael. The fact that he Pizzoyne, that he let, he scattered Klai Yisrael, Oz Yardu Lasharim Hashem. Then what they went down to the gates, nation of Hashem. So this is a, a shlom, this is a complete completion of the point we just said. And we'll see tomorrow what these different incidents are referring to that uh, Dwayne was mentioning.